Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 353, entitled... Bye-bye. It was published on Thursday, the 7th of December, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined in a few short minutes by my very good friend, David Wormsley. But firstly, before that, a few bits of housekeeping. The first thing to mention is that our Black Friday page is still going. Believe it or not, there are some deals still out there. wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Anything that's on the page is still available. So go and check it out before they dwindle away to nothing. The other thing to mention is that we're doing a lot of live shows these days, probably two, three, four a week. The best place to find out what we've got and to put it into your calendar is to go to wpbuilds.com forward slash schedule and you will find a calendar over there. Click on each of the events to learn a little bit more about it and also to add it to your calendar app of choice. wpbuilds.com forward slash schedule. So, for example, we've got Sabrina Zidane series all about speeding up your websites. We've got webinar series with Leo Lozovic and the Bluehost team. We've got Peach and Neri with her UI UX show. And we've also got our This Week in WordPress show, which happens each and every Monday. Every time we do something live, you can find it at the ever so predictable wpbuilds.com forward slash live. The other last thing to mention is that if you want to get your product or service out in front of a WordPress-specific audience, we're in the market for some advertisers, some sponsors. You can find out all about that by going to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise, and you'll be able to learn about what we can give you and how we can get you or your product or service in front of a very specific WordPress audience. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Omnisend. OmniSend, the top-rated email and SMS marketing platform for WordPress. More than 100,000 merchants use OmniSend every day to grow their audience and sales. Ready to start building campaigns that really sell? You can find out more at www.omnisend.com. And by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. And sincere thanks go to GoDaddy Pro and OmniSend for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay. What have we got for you today? Well, we've got something a bit sad. It's episode number 353. It's called Bye Bye. Before you start emailing me, no, it's not the end of the podcast, but it is the end of David Wormsley's journey as a regular contributor to the podcast. He's been with me since episode one. He's been with me now for seven years. In that seven years, we've done hundreds and hundreds of shows together, hundreds and hundreds of hours He's been behind many, many of the topics, researching and coming up with ideas and creating the show notes. We have never once fallen out in any way, shape or form. It has been a remarkably amicable partnership. I really have appreciated having him on the podcast. 
But as you're going to hear in this episode, he's got new things that he wants to try. The podcast itself, well, I'm going to leave you until 2024 to figure out what's going on there. But needless to say, the podcast is not going away. We're doing something new and hopefully interesting. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be hearing a little bit more from David and myself in another way. But yep, as I said, it is with a tear in my eye that I introduce you to David's last episode. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, it's the last episode of our Thinking the Unthinkable series, and it's also my last as a regular on WP Builds. And we've <gasps> saved, I know, we saved the most unthinkable to the end, which is, is it time to quit WordPress? Nathan, well, it isn't for you. I know that. But, but. <laughs> no. Oh, heck. Um, yeah, I, I want to just sort of step in here a little bit first before you. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to. I've, there's a lot I want to say, but I'll let you I'll let you get into the, the meat and the bones of it first. Go on. Oh, OK, well, it sort of is for me, really. I still use WordPress daily and it, I'm using it as my local static site generator and code organizer. But as I've disabled Gutenberg and I'm not using third-party software or very little of it, I'm not really going the WordPress kind of new direction any longer. So it makes sense for me, after seven years of us being together, for me to sort of make way for someone who knows about what's going on in WordPress. So, yeah, I mean, I want to say that it's really sad for me to sort of, it was a real chore to think whether we're going to do this because, uh, you know, our chats, and we've been talking about this for the last seven years. For me, they've been a pure joy that's kind of why i do it and because we never argue and we don't always agree but we we never even get close to an argument not in all of these years yeah which is, I, I put a little note here saying which is a true testament to just how little we care <laughs> Well, I, I've got I've got a slightly different opinion. I've hated every minute. No, I've uh, I've really enjoyed this. It's, but honestly, I stick at nothing in life. I am so good at beginning things, and I, I expect you've got experience of this as well. But I think I'm yeah. a pretty much a gold medal candidate for beginning things and not seeing them through. And I, this is the thing, this WP Builds podcast is the thing that I've managed to see through for, well, like you said, seven years. It'll be yeah. slightly over seven years by the time this podcast episode goes out. And we won't spend the whole episode congratulating ourselves, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, it is testament to the fact that for some reason, you and I do get along really well. We haven't argued. We've managed to talk things. Sometimes we've disagreed, but we've yeah. never fallen out. Broadly, I think we share more or less exactly the same perspective on in almost every walk of life. And it's quite interesting because David and I usually talk for massive amounts of time before we hit record. So yeah. uh, just as an example, we've been talking for almost two hours <laughs> prior to hitting record today. And we go over everything. We go over like politics and the state of the world. And, and we always seem to agree. We have very, very few situations where we disagree. So I would just like to say thank you very much. I've really appreciated it. Now get lost. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, talk, you'll talk at the end, I guess. You're going to need to say what's coming next. You know yeah, what's coming next. Yeah, I'll do next. a bit of that. I'll do a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, actually, well, after what you've just said about us dis- not disagreeing, this is probably a topic where we might start to get into that because I'm leaving. It's time. It, Gloves are off, David. In. Let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we've got some talking points here. We don't really know where this is going to go. But really, the key thing is, I suppose the big shakeup for me is Gutenberg because I've not gone down that route. And it's a massive change in direction. So... We'll probably talk about that a bit, really, yeah. about where yeah. where people have found themselves with this, because we're all kind of in different places, and you and I are in different places on this. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it, it would be interesting to learn a little bit more in this episode about what your what your journey is going to be, you know, what your plans are for the future, and why it is that you've stepped down. So. Um, let's start with Gutenberg. I obviously, I, I kind of really encourage people to play with Gutenberg. I have from the very start. I've been really uh, bullish about it. I think it's yeah. turning out in a in a really positive direction. I know it's not for everybody, and I know that there's a whole bunch of rivals out there, but it kind of works for me. Everything that I want to do with, with a few add-ons here and there, um, I've managed to do, and I, I really enjoy that experience. I think the future of it uh, is looking fairly positive. But then again, I've been I've been telling myself that for ages, and I still think there's things that need improvement and all of that. But you you really right from the outset you disabled it. You didn't really like it. You thought it was sort of forced on the community. So yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, well, I think maybe if that, it has to be set in context with where I came into sort of building client sites and i think because well you and i share the same path we started with doing some hand coding with uh, html and css and i wasn't particularly yeah. good at that um and it was painful so when wordpress came out and for me it's you know 17 years ago when i started with that so i've been with it a long time and I, <laughs> effectively i'm still with it but i'm using it almost in for what it gave me in the first place, uh, the simple CMS to allow me with plugins to do some of the dynamic stuff I couldn't do before, before there were, as there are today, many kind of APIs you can plug into that aren't WordPress. So it allowed me to do that, but it also allowed me to have a framework, which I think almost everybody needed for where CSS and, and HTML was to be able to sort of organize how you would you know, create a, a website, you know, how you would have this place to have a header and a footer that was a constant through your site in one place. So I think for that reason, I jumped on it. There was a point really in 2014 where I thought maybe I'll not use it anymore because it was a lot of client work that was coming to me via a friend was um, HTML sites. And we thought WordPress even then was quite difficult. They would have to have a certain type of hosting, make sure they updated all the elements of the LAMP stack, which was beyond them and all that sort of stuff. But I went with it because my work came in from somebody who exactly wanted that because she didn't really have the, she hadn't kept up with coding skills. So she needed an interface. So I jumped on the page builders and was really excited about that. That's why I loved all the Beaver Builder stuff, but it still had that sort of emphasis on the, it was a a quick tool, if you like, for no coders if they wanted it simple. And it was uh, something which you could advance on as if you wanted to increase your skills uh, as a developer, which I always wanted to. But I think like a lot of people, I didn't really do that. I just got kind of more lazy and a bit out of touch with what was going on. So for me, I think the, the Gutenberg was a shakeup, but I think it was already a shakeup anyway, because I think things like Elementor made WordPress a a place where 
people people came to it because of page builders i think a lot um because it was for non-coders for diys could do so much more and i think gutenberg taking that direction made me think do i want to go this route and learn gutenberg or do i just want to get back to the basics and static sites which was growing at the same time as gutenberg came in you know this return to static sites and serverless hosting and all that alternative so yeah that's kind of where i ended up going in a way so that's that's my story in the context of it it's uh i don't really need wordpress so it brings in extra maintenance and costs and stuff where i might as well just sharpen up my html and css skills particularly what's really done it is the fact that css has just transformed over the last few years i mean mm. it's just incredible what can be done with it it's interesting because obviously now that you and i have got seven years under our belts doing yeah. this podcast it's kind of interesting how how many revolutions you've been through during that time <laughs> yes. so you and i you and i started chatting all those years ago and both of us were like headlong into page builders and it was mm. all about the ui yep. we didn't really i don't think any of us talk about css and html and the dom and all of that mm. javascript it was, that was just off the table we were just concentrating on what add-ons you could get and what features you could add and where the settings were and all of that and we just really got into that and then i could sense that you were getting a little bit weary of that and you were trying to figure out a way to to integrate it into your business so there was this period where i think we did a whole series where you described your your new approach where you were going to work hand in hand with your clients and it was going to yeah. be about teaching them the page builder and that was going to you know enable you to work with the clients you show them how yeah. to do it and then you you clear off and they get on with it and then at some point that i don't know if that just didn't work out or you just found interest elsewhere but over the last two or three years i think you've been really interested in a way which i don't know many people are i think you're quite unique actually you've been really interested in just like what the WC3 are doing, you know, what yeah. what is HTML? What is CSS? What are these new things that are coming out? And you've gone down that rabbit hole, which has then enabled mm. you to find, find importance there. Um, so things like upping your skills with HTML, upping your skills with CSS, getting back to the roots of what the web can provide without the need. And I guess that's what you've learned is that you don't need um a, a cms if you know how to produce the html if you know how to do the css and maybe a dabbling of javascript here and there and if you've got that interest and you've figured out a way to make it so that you can write that stuff in a timely fashion then you don't really need wordpress and also your client base just doesn't need that complexity does it maybe they'll need a blog but you're basically building sites which are brochure sites so why why would you have the the overhead of all of that so it has been quite interesting watching your journey. You know, you've you've definitely gone through a whole different set of cycles over those years, and it's been it's been entirely the opposite of me because all I've just done is drone on about WordPress <laughs> the whole time. It's funny though. I think you know WordPress has its kind of different audiences. That you know, I still see that there is no rival. I think to WordPress at the moment, if um, you are um, an organisation, I think. I think NASA's come on board, hasn't it? That's the yeah, big they have, yeah. yeah, they have. And, and some other people as well who have bought their own uh, CMSs and come over to WordPress. And if you are that organization who needs multi-author publishing, um, 
you know, going back even to its original blogging roots with with WordPress, I don't think there isn't something else that can kind of replace that. I think when it comes to what I do, which I never saw WordPress as doing, I always felt that was partly my skills. And then I jumped on page builders a, a bit later was the the designing of those pages, sales pages. I don't think that should be DIY'd. I don't think it should be templated because I've always brought, you know, even though I have ignored it quite a lot, I've, I was brought up with this idea of, you know, going through a user's journey and you create that by understanding what it is they need and the importance of UI, how that's different from, you know, printed material. So a lot of the stuff with the Gutenberg stuff, uh, it will serve a lot of people, maybe NASA beautifully. I don't know. I didn't really follow that. But but when it comes to the stuff like uh, as a replacement page builder, I think, well, actually, it's just easier for me to go back to to CSS now, only because that's so much improved, you know. So there are some downsides with WordPress, which I was coming against, you know, things like when I started to look after, to make money to look after people's sites because they couldn't do it themselves. You know, you get stuck seven years on. I definitely need to move everybody to a new server. That's a big, you know, pain or something. Updating all elements of the LAMP stack is is a pain. And then if you start to get into the JavaScript stuff of the React stuff, if you really want to get really delve into building your own blocks, really that's not needed. And and at the moment, of course, it's been challenged as well as a bit of a get back to basics. We don't really need React. We've got things like, you know, HTMX. Um, coming in, what's that? Is that right? HTMLX, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we've also got things like new exciting stuff coming through with um, view transitions. From it's only in Google at the moment uh, in their Chrome Chromium. Browser. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's uh, you know fascinating stuff. I mean, it's you you can see this really taking the place of a lot of stuff where you might want that interactivity that you would expect only to be able to do through something like React or something. So, yeah, all that stuff really fascinates me. And and the beauty of it is that you've you've lose all the dependencies. So, you know, it's as cheap as chips because the, the hosting costs next to nothing and there's no software to be uh, supporting and maintaining. So that So that's really where I kind of did the split, I thought. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to have to learn to, um, you know, just get back to the code again. Yeah, I do know what you mean. I, 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 I'm sure that in your situation, it all makes perfect sense. I, I don't, I don't feel entirely like that everybody's going to agree with that because I think many other people that have, have been attracted to WordPress, especially in the era of page builders, have been just really fascinated by the fact that they don't need to learn. HTML and they don't need to learn CSS and they've been able to either construct their own website or they've been able to construct a business on the top of it and it may be that you know they wish deep down that they had more of an understanding of those technologies and they wish that they could write things by hand and they wish that they had a firmer understanding of SEO and Google's core web vitals and all of that kind of stuff but at the end of the day their enterprise is just to put pixels on the page and they don't really care too much about it. Whereas your journey, your journey is really different. You 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 hanker for it. Feels like almost like um, I don't know. You 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 want back the the classic car kind of thing. Whereas everybody else seems to want to be driving around in the the modern Ferrari. You want the uh, the nice 
the nice comfortable Rolls Royce from the 1960s yeah. or something like that. <laughs> well, well, the other way of looking at it, I mean, I think, you know, when it comes to the W3C and they're really only supported languages are HTML, CSS, and yeah, JavaScript. Yeah. And I think, you know, they determine the web of which everybody else, including WordPress, right. follows. And I think, you know, this idea of getting back to what is there. So I rejected Gutenberg for exactly the same reasons the W3C rejected it for consideration for their new blog. And that is simply is that they don't need their developers to have to bother learning React because the classic for what they need it for, um, the standard W3C um, code is all that they need. And there is a little element of me, which I made that mistake of learning Adobe's Flash uh, years oh, back. Oh, yeah. And to me... Yeah, what a blind alley. Well, I feel like React could be, you know, this Facebook's React is almost the same sort of thing. It, yeah. It takes yeah. you one stage. I mean, PHP does anyway in that sense, but it's just... The output is 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 simply uh, the the standard code. But when you get into React and you get into the virtual DOM and all of that stuff, you are one ep, you know extraction away from the basic code. And I think where you need that, and of course, you know, React is probably you know the most sought after from companies who need to do really complex stuff with apps, or you need the next Facebook. But given that I'm not that. <laughs> Really, the Gutenberg route makes no sense. Learning JavaScript deeply makes no sense, given that most people are saying, well, it's the opposite now. It's going into CSS what you needed JavaScript for, particularly things like view transition. So I think, you know, for what I need it for right now, it doesn't make any sense. So I've gone that way. But yeah. I feel, do you not feel as, in one way, I agree with you on one thing, is that if I was looking at this now and coming into it, thinking about WordPress, I would probably be going the Gutenberg route without any of the add-ons. I mean, I know that would be a tricky ride, but in the same way that I treated WordPress when I first came in. So we probably agree on that. And I, I don't think if I was moving to another page builder now, I'd be looking to all the ones that have, there's loads of them have appeared after Gutenberg. So obviously those people think there is an alternative to uh, Gutenberg, you know, the bricks, breaks, dance, the on builder, craft builder, uh, builder us. And there's a whole bunch of these other ones appearing who obviously think that Gutenberg isn't going to be for everybody. Um, and there's going to be something else, but I wouldn't be going down those routes any longer. I don't think. What you would, you would, be, if you were new to WordPress, you'd be encouraging people to to stick with just core blocks. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think I would stick to less plugins and stuff because there's this whole ecosystem which has to interact with each other. So now, if you were going into WordPress, I think I would be inclined to go the full Gutenberg and to limit it down to stuff that I knew were. Uh, the plan, isn't it, to have more of these sort of kind of core-led um, plugins and stuff. But, I mean, that does, you know, give all the power, really, to automatic in that, in the sense of the WordPress community. So, I don't, uh, you know, it'd be half-heartedly I would be recommending this because I think, you know, it needs that, it needs that competition variety think, there. But, yeah. I think the nice thing about going down that route, and obviously there's a whole bunch of Gutenberg plugins for want of a better word you mm. know that enabled you to add extra functionality but if you just went down the the route of using core blocks in itself that's a bit of a skill isn't it you could you could just become really skilled at using core blocks to get almost any pixel anywhere you want it a pixel perfect design and that that 
that seems to me a completely legitimate career. Now, I know it's not the one that you would want anymore, but that does seem to me to be a, a legitimate way of, of using WordPress and building a business. Yeah, I mean, I think there's... Yeah, I mean, I can't be that because I just don't have those skills. I don't, you know, I don't have enough skills to... I'm a one-man band mostly, you know, and uh, I wouldn't want to depend on something for the actual build. And yeah. I think that that's the big change at the moment there's a sort of split i think outside of wordpress if you like between there always has been the front end developer if you like there's been this division that happened which has been commented on a lot where people have often gone the um kind of react or javascript framework route and those who are stuck with the html css plain route and the almost the front end developers got changed i mean if you get into wordpress i would need somebody with if I wanted to create my own custom modules and make sure that everything laid out, I would need somebody with more skills. But for all the projects that I'm ever going to need to do, I don't need to learn any of that. I can just simply go with the core W3C languages, which are, of course, making it easier all the time for me to do it, particularly with CSS. So there's no logic to it. But I mean, if you were a big enterprise organization coming in as an agency, um, particularly if they needed... Um, some kind of multi-authorship of that, then, you know, then probably your Gutenberg WordPress route would be the only route for you. Have you enjoyed your recent learning? Has it been, I mean, because, well, I know the answer, right? I'm just sort of priming <laughs> you to, uh, to say what you're going to say. But um, but you, you, have you enjoyed it? Has it been kind of, has it rein, reinvigorated you and given you some sort of um, I don't know, a little bit more energy when you wake up in the morning sitting at the computer to get on with your working day? Yeah, I was just saying to you, I mean, I've got really, there's only sort of three projects that I put out live that I've actually built with my own hands with the help of organizing the code with WordPress. But, um, you know, that makes me feel now, it's almost a year on since I started this, that I'm I'm an okay front-end developer. With, uh, But now this new stuff, which isn't even in, you know, that doesn't have the browser support, with this interactivity. And I think it's taken me down a path that's, I haven't really thought about much as a page builder user. I haven't really thought about, you know, like this dark mode on my next one. It, it recognizes people's preferences on their UI. And I'm going to get into other things that go kind of with that reduced motion, uh, typography changing according to preferences of the user. And all that UI stuff excites me and all the interactivity there is just with learning CSS particularly. I think, and the new stuff. So it really, really is exciting. And I think there's only one CSS event in the year, which is CSS Day. And I've watched the talks on that for a couple of years now. And literally every one of them has me at the edge of my seat, excited about what they're doing and the delivery of these things. And many of them I watch over and over. So yeah, it's really invigorated me because it's it's kind of exciting and it's kind of nice to feel that you're doing it with your own hands. Do you see what I mean? It's yeah, a, it's uh, like an artisan approach. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's in line with what the web... And I think for me, you know, we've been talking about this for some time, as I said, moving towards certain trends, which I ignored as a page builder user, this kind of agile project management way um, and this kind of UX design, which I didn't really take seriously. And I'm still not very good at UI, if you like, making the interface as best as it could be. And I think... This is like a whole, almost a new profession, if you like, to come out of it, but it's rooted in where I started. So I kind of like all of that. It really kind of excites me because I might just, for once, actually be good at something eventually. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's great <laughs> and and how have your clients received it all so when you go to existing clients and you you kind of upend their website and say actually i'm not going to be probably you know yeah. you, i don't think you really need wordpress for this anymore or indeed new people coming in and they've heard that you're the WordPress guy, and and then you <laughs> yeah. say, actually, I'm not doing that anymore. How have they been? And I'm guessing the answer is probably, um, you know, I expect from a WordPress point of view that they're, they're probably less annoyed by that <laughs> than we would hope they would be. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. I mean, I'm losing some people that I I took on that were, came from somebody else anyway, and I'm really mostly just been hosting and maintaining the WordPress sites. And, you know, a lot of those I'm quite happy because I, I wouldn't do the rebuild for them. I don't think it would work out. So they're going off to new people. The one side that does depress me about the whole no code stuff, which, uh, I mean, we have to get real on this. No code doesn't really exist. It's code bloat and it's not very green, is it? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, to allow somebody to build their own websites means that you need to put more code than is necessary. Um, but that whole movement, I think, has led to what, slightly frustrated me with this is that move towards WordPress. When I started, it was a bit of a sort of niche thing that developers helped to contribute to and it became yep. a more yep. this globally known um, DIY solution for many. So that devalued what I was offering, you know, to the point where I think one really stuck out and I mentioned it, I think on another episode where somebody said, you know, they came in as a new person to the organization on this, you know, quite custom build that I did, even though it was done through Beaver Builder and said, you know, we want a new look. Can we change the theme? <laughs> and worse of that was the fact that this was a person recently hired who came from a web agency and thought that was all there was to it. It was just simply a case of just swapping it with a new modern theme. Right. Right. And I thought, yeah, I thought um, maybe I just want to distance myself from that expectation on me. But in terms of the other people, they don't really know. I mean, uh, I think some people are fine because, you know, there are a lot of broken, I mean, partly because of some of the changes at Gutenberg, some things have been abandoned. So I, it's quite easy for me to convert new people who are coming to, with a WordPress site to say, well, your WordPress site is broken. Do you want to... Uh, fix the WordPress site or do you want to go my route where we'll just skip WordPress altogether? And that's probably quite easy <laughs> argument to say, okay, we'll skip it provided they're happy to live without the content management system. And uh, most of them are. So, you yeah, know. it's interesting because from, from our side, I guess we, there's, there's a kind of expectation. We take it for granted that, that WordPress is, is just, that's just how you build websites. You know, it's what I've been doing for years. Yeah. It's the, it's the best CMS. It's a fantastic tool. And of course, clients. Yeah. Just like you've said, I expect there's a whole bunch of them who are just like, yeah, I don't really care how it's built. Just build me a website and show me it when it's done. And I'll have a critique of it at that point. Don't need a blog. No, it's fine. I just need a five page website with a contact form. Off you go. Yeah. And I've, I mean, so many different audiences for WordPress. As I say, those enterprise things where they need that multi-authorship, you know, there's no competition with it. That's not me. So I've had to look up who I've got. And the big, the big changeover was realizing the clients I had who instinctively back to, you know, almost 10 years ago now, I felt, did they really need the CMS and the responsibilities and the costs that might go with that? And ultimately what I'm finding out is that Actually, they don't want to update their own content. If you can offer them the option to say, well, look, I'll be around and I will do that and I'll make sure that what's put up there will be, you know, SEO friendly, that all the right 
data goes in there and that would be done with speed. And they say, yeah, okay, you do it. And that's my people, you know. Um, so I just think, yeah, I have to kind of move where it's going to be easiest for them. And it's going to serve them much better than sticking them on WordPress where they're actually not getting the benefits of having a CMS anyway. They never used it. Right. Interesting point. So if they want to make an amendment at Christmas because they've changed the phone number or something, they just they're just going to communicate with you and the reality that you've discovered, at least anyway, and I, I'm, I can attest to this. This is certainly true. The amount of people who we draw in with the notion that, oh, you can update your website. And then you realize two years later that they've never made a single am amendment ever. And then, you know, one day you'll get an email saying, what was my password again? I haven't logged in for ever. And so, yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the interesting thing is there's the other side of it, though, where, you know, and it, this is true of me to a certain degree, I needed WordPress because I couldn't, you know, if <laughs> if all I had was VS Code to make the websites I'm making now, I, I'm, I'm really royally screwed with that because it's just too complex to be global headers and footers and this little section of, you know, frequently asked questions, which are drop down and this pop up over here, trying to put that all on one page or something. You need a system, don't you? Which is why I'm still personally dependent on my local installer WordPress to organize the code in that way. And I think when it comes to this move towards static sites, which is a threat to a lot of Beaver built, uh, sorry, a lot of uh, WordPress users. It there isn't an easy solution there, is there? There are a lot of static site generators out there, but no one clear leader. So, uh, how are you actually building your sites at the moment, then? Because you alluded there to the fact that there's WordPress lurking in the background somewhere, yeah. and presumably that's more to do with stuff that you you haven't had to do yourself yet. So, if you've done it once, you probably don't need WordPress ever again to achieve that thing. Is that how you're doing it? Are you sort of going through a process of stepping through all the hoops until finally you've you've figured out how to do every component of a website, but it was the output code from a WordPress site that got you there? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if people want to come off WordPress, I mean, you know, which there might be more of those because you can get cheaper hosting and put the money to something else. But, that, you know, it's a good route knowing WordPress, so I'm going that route. So, for example, the site that I'm going to be putting up very soon it came with something like 300 blog posts in it all on WordPress. Now, if I was to try and turn that into a static site without WordPress, it'd be a pain. But fortunately, I can just copy that and strip out the page builder that was there and all the other stuff on there. And I've still got the basic content and the URL structure for those. And most of those don't need touching or styling anyway. I just need to wrap them in their own container and make sure that they're using the same fonts for my CSS. And that's done. And then the other pages... Again, I'm using the, the uh, I'm using uh, short codes really, which is fabulous. Effectively, I'm using short codes in the same way that a lot of developers make components by using the shadow DOM with JavaScript to put these little sections in. So I can, you know, put in in WordPress. In in my case, I'm using WP Codebox to put code snippets in there, and then I'll output that snippet into the page wherever I want it. Same with the header and the footer. You know, I'll construct it with HTML, but put it in a shortcut and then put it in WordPress. So, so still that organization of WordPress is still useful. But I mean, there are alternatives. Obviously, there are all these static site generators who allow you to do that. But there are some merits in. I think in WordPress, not not least if you are converting a WordPress site. 
So are you going to keep using WordPress to do this? Is that going to be the way to do it in the future? Or have I misunderstood? Are you are you just doing it as an interim solution until your, well, coding chops, let's call it that, get to the point where really it's now a, a more of a time sock going into WordPress than it is just writing it myself? Yeah, well, I think at yeah. the moment, I mean, my hope is, but this is where... This is one of my kind of issues with Gutenberg. I wish it had been brought in as a plugin. I see no reason why it had to be forced into court. And I didn't really see any reason why you had to put a limited life on the classic editor. Why not let us all have all? And, um, and the same issue at, at the moment, I feel like there will be some classic editor still used by me to, to put all my short codes into there and to, for the blog posts and stuff. So if that gets removed eventually and I can't replace it, although I do know how I could replace it with my own version, then that's fine. There might be another issue again when we change this. It seems pretty sure that the admin is going to change in WordPress and whether that has a knock-on effect, whether everything becomes a kind of React-based builder for WordPress. But if it doesn't, as a simple home-based php thing the thing that i originally liked about it remains true then i i would use it indefinitely because it's kind of nice that that side of stuff is very stable and i can build it's a great static site generator and particularly great if you are taking what is an existing wordpress site so i've no reason to move unless moved but if i am then i'll have to go to something like astro which is i think one of the better static site generators that will allow me to do the same so we we know now that you're a complete traitor. So we figured yes, that bit yeah. out, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but what do you think you'll stick around in this community? I mean, I don't know. In all honesty, apart from having a chat um, that we do every couple of weeks, I, I don't really frequent Facebook groups and all of that anymore. That's kind of just become a not really a part of my life too much. So I don't know how busy you are in the community broadly i'm just wondering are you dropping away from all of that you're going to put your efforts into i don't know css communities online instead or are you going to still be lurking in the <laughs> wordpress spaces yeah well i'll probably lurk around a bit I, i've dropped out a lot anyway because it it is really so diverse in wordpress that it's hard to find a little corner where um and the, the as you can imagine there's few corners where i will sit in beautifully because uh i'm going off in a completely different direction to most people, no? So, um, yeah, so uh, it's difficult. But I do keep uh, abreast of what's going on there. I mean, I think it's interesting, you know. Uh, certainly at some point, I mean, I'm trying to construct my own easy-to-build round WordPress setup so I can, you know, almost have the sort of speed of page builder like. So, you know, I could be popping back to you saying, Nathan, can I talk about what I'm doing with WordPress here at some point? So, um, And the answer is going to be no. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, no. But Nathan, you've crossed, I, I you've crossed that Rubicon, David. I've crossed that Rubicon. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. I was just looking at the uh, the front of the WP Builds website, and from day one, although the design has changed modestly over those years, it basically has only changed once. It's always said Nathan Wrigley and David Wormsley present the WP Builds podcast. What the heck? I know I've been up there far too much. I, I I get too much credit. My face goes along with all sorts of stuff that you do, and I have absolutely nothing to do. With. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've completely usurped your the image of your face. It always looks to me like you were standing somewhere like Angkor Wat when that picture was taken. The one that uh, we always use everywhere. There's some sort of 
statue in the background. I've always imagined it was some sort of Kamiya statue, but it maybe isn't. Uh, it's about 10 years old, that, I think, and it's, uh, it's in India somewhere. <laughs> okay, so it's definitely not <laughs> Angkor Wat in that case. Yeah, yeah but uh, you you will be sort of lurking a little I'll bit. I'll be lurking and around and, and keeping it. That's the interesting you said about communities there. I, I think that's, I mean, you know, it's it's the thing that WordPress kind of most values or seems to do at the moment, the community. I'm not quite sure exactly what that means because it's lots of uh, various different views sometimes arguing within that community. But there is something true about the fact that the it is a it is a center point for a lot of people, which I can't quite see in CSS or something. I don't see an equivalent kind of uh, community to join. So, yeah, I just lurk around everything else, following the top people's uh, posts and that, but don't have a connection with anybody via it. So, we're we're thirty five minutes in. Yeah, I think I think it's time, David. You've spent seven years not offloading about. You know, you've been very politically correct. Do you think it's time to, uh, you know, just offload a little bit, get some of that bitter, deep resentment about the way that the WordPress ecosystem works, the, any, <laughs> anything, or yeah. are you just going to be polite and say nothing? I'll probably be quite polite. I mean, you know, I, I think for me it was, I, I think Gutenberg and it's and the management of this, I think the fact that it's... I feel it's a shame that it doesn't have um, and it has not been allowed to um, have some sort of community-led uh, situation. We have the benevolent dictator for life model, and and I think WordPress has become commercial, and I think you know the buying up of of all of the kind of main software by hosting companies is because you know like automatic it's a hosting company and in these days where static sites and serverless you know uh, is an option for your hosting i think they need to make sure that they've got people who are dependent on a platform and that so i think a lot of wordpress is being commercially led so that's but i think that's just obvious isn't it so um that's the only thing that I don't like. And I feel with Gutenberg, we'd lost something um, there because I think lost opportunities, you know, like I'm still using it, but I feel under threat all the time that I'll be able to use it in the future. And what about your, the, the, what, what, how do you view the industry as a whole? I'm thinking really about the, the possibility that in the near future, all of us are going to be out of work anyway, because, you know, <laughs> the the ability for AI to come along and just make us a website by yeah. merely thinking that you need a website and it'll just happen. <laughs> what do you think you've got? Do you think your job's going to be secure given this new route? Or what, yeah, what I do. do I do. I think yeah. Actually, I wanted to talk about that. Thank you. <laughs> no, because I think what I kind of I felt a lot of insecurity about WordPress changing and you know what builder I'm going to use and how I do the work. But I think you know as we talked about before with Agile, I found and UX, I found. But I think as I go on, and I, I heard someone else talking about this with AI. I don't think AI will replace anything because I think that's the problem with sort of templated and non-code stuff. Is it's not web design web design is that taking a user and communicating with them understanding their journey making the ui an interactive experience which is a joy this requires a lot more skills than picking out uh, a pretty template and it means a lot more um and it, i think if you focus on that sort of stuff ai cannot replace that it can only really 
give you a template based on stuff that other people have thought is a good idea. So when I've used AI to create a template for some of the, the sort of sites that I've been doing recently, it turns out something which is making all of the mistakes that I've discovered that if you think about it logically or do some SEO research, isn't the best way to lay out your website. So AI is churning out what it's seen, not thinking about this particular company. So I don't think AI is a threat in that way. But I also think where people say, you know, it was raised because at the time we're recording this, it's not long after Matt announced this sort of uh, 100-year hosting option for WordPress.com. And that got people thinking a little bit about, you know, the future again with this. And I think, you know, whether we'll have websites in the future, that's been a fear. Will AI change how Google interacts? Will we get visitors from that? I think if you invest in, in good UIs and all these things that I didn't do, as I talked about before, dark mode and user preferences and making stuff that works well on mobiles and stuff. I think there will always be a need, even if websites aren't quite the way that we expected, brochure sites aren't there in that way or as popular. There'll always be the need for an online interface. And I'm pretty sure that online interface will always have at its core HTML and CSS because you know, all of the influence that comes in through the W3C, all of the big companies, you know, Google and the like, um, all contributing to that. So I think it's a safe route. So I think, yes, using your psychology of design, if you like, design thinking, as it's called, lead with that. And I think also concentrating on the technicalities of CSS with the UI. I think it will. Th these things will always be required because we'll always need a device that communicates with people. That's I know what your game is, David. I think you're going to go off after this. You're going to start a podcast just called builds.com. <laughs> builds. You're going to just <laughs> scrape out the WP, yes. set up your own rival podcast, and uh, <laughs> you'll become more famous than Kanye be West. Featuring David Wamsley and not Nathan Wrigley. That's right. Yeah, not him. <laughs> I um, put your picture up with a big cross over. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I love this little bit you've put in the right of the foot, footy, uh, footer, footy, yeah. footer of the, um, the little show notes that we share. Um, this sort of Monty Python-esque, what has WordPress ever done for us? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a nice way. I, I think we probably should round it off fairly soon, but that yeah, kind yes, of feels like a nice way to round it off because it's a, it's like a farewell with a farewell, you've been good to me kind of feeling. So, yeah, do you want to just go through the, what has WordPress ever done for us? Yeah. What did the Romans ever do for I us? Know. I love all that stuff. Well, it made the, di well, definitely for me, this was the thing. It made dynamic web accessible to millions of, Yep. Uh, that's definitely, I mean, that's what brought me in. Um, and, and I think, you know, it's still the thing that allows a lot of the graphic designers to move to the web that couldn't do before. I mean, it's okay for me saying I'm interested in CSS, but it's still going to be a lot of people who fundamentally need the graphic design and don't have the skills. So it does a good job of that, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And yeah, still surely does. does. Um, it, it allow well, this is the thing I don't like so much, but it does allow DIY websites and, and blogging, of course. I still think blogging, what WordPress initially was, is still something where it doesn't need people like me to design stuff. Bloggers just need to publish their content, don't they? Their words. I've got a feeling, and I could, I, you know, you can check back in five years' time and prove me utterly wrong, but I've got a feeling that at some point blogging might come back as yeah. a thing. I do. Do you think it's ever gone? Well, I think it. I think a lot of it. A lot of the energy that people would have put into blogging ended up on social media. 
so yeah. I'm talking about your own blog where you realize that it's your turf and you're doing it on your domain. I've got a feeling that at some point we may get a bit tired of the likes of putting everything on Facebook or Instagram or X, as it's now called, or whatever platform you like. I, I think maybe there'll be a, a bit of a resurgence of that. Like I say, I could be wrong, but I think maybe. And if that if that happens, WordPress will be uh, will be in good shape to pick up those people. Yeah, I think you're right on that. I think people have got, you know, they've jumped from platform to platform, believing the next one will be a little bit better. So, I mean, they may have some of those issues with WordPress itself because um, you rely on a certain. But I do think. It gives you more control and ownership, doesn't it? Obviously, so I well, think still it, when it's blogging, yeah, it's, yeah. Put put it this way: my my children who are you know fast approaching adulthood. If I was advising them, if if they were wanting to create content of some mm. kind, I don't know, to for their business or just for hobby projects, I definitely wouldn't be saying, yeah, put your best efforts into a social network, yeah, because because that's that they're you know that their their whole job is to is to put it out. Uh, and then as soon as it's no longer causing ad spend is to just bury it. And so it's never going to surface again, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Whereas if it's on your own own site, then yeah. you've got a chance. And I do see some, um, particularly like in the pop industry, I see some people bringing their blogs back to life and writing and talking about their own stuff. And they've obviously got the got the idea that they want it to be theirs and they want to own it. So, yeah, a, a, a bit of an aside, that, sorry. No, did you know that's, um, I, I, if I've got the gist of it right, I mean, this will be out of date, of course, by the time this goes out, but I'm sure Matt gave an interview recently where he was talking about how a Tumblr, uh, it's got a new wave of people and how he thought that they, some of those might go on to blog in via something like WordPress, bringing in, you know, much needed youth into WordPress. Um, so I think he's got a, a, an inkling that blogging, you know, that those people on those kind of social networks might move because they are bloggers effectively, aren't they, on Tumblr? Yeah, I guess the, the benefit of being on a social network is that you can just simply start posting and you might immediately get millions of views which would be really really difficult to do but i guess you're it's it's more about being in it for the long haul isn't it you've yeah. got it there and you can always link to it from all these other social networks a anyway sorry some <laughs> yeah. episode in this episode yeah um yeah. yeah created a community um oh yeah this is my this is the bit i've enjoyed the benefits of so much yeah, yeah it's been amazing hasn't it you and i have met a whole bunch of people some of whom i stay in touch with regularly some of kind of come in and gone a little bit more but you know you and i have been doing this for seven years and we met because of wordpress nothing else there's no way i would have met you despite the fact you went past my front door on a bus every morning <laughs> as a child which we didn't know when we first met <laughs> yeah and uh, and you know i mean that i have a lot of misgivings about how that community is and fractured it can be and sometimes upsetting to be in but i have not found anything else where you can find people who kind of interested in some of the things you do like you can with that so yeah i mean yeah definitely that one um created business opportunities of course yep. well for me i mean i honestly yep. i don't think i'd be uh, being able to work still with clients uh if it wasn't for wordpress it gave me the leg up that i needed to be able to do that um what else have we got here what did i write here Oh, yes. Yeah, I've already yeah, mentioned this fold, one. Below the fold, David. Below the yeah. fold. <laughs> the last thing I've already mentioned that I still think it's probably still the best multi-author publishing and 
blogging system those out there there isn't really a rival is there for that if you need that kind of stuff yeah i think you're right i think you're right you know what it's at this point that i wish i had millions of dollars so that i could have bought the rights to the frank sinatra song my way <laughs> so that i and now the end is near it's like, nobody wants no. to hear me singing um i wish we had that moment but uh yeah i know, I know it's the end of an era well it anyways is. we'll still be friends anyway um and, oh, so and you say unfortunately your listeners not have to listen to me every week well, I don't week. know about yeah. that. Yeah, I've got some news about that. We will be obviously yeah. replacing David. It was trivially easy to do, actually. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. I'm joking. The um, we, we, I, I do have uh, some ideas up my sleeve, and I think what will happen is that your your biweekly slot is that a word? Fortnightly, biweekly yeah. slot will be taken over by not just one person, but a whole phalanx of people, and I'm going to be. Uh, rotating the co-host. I won't get into the names yet, but we've got some nice WordPressy people. And so we're going to go in specific directions. So I've, I've lined up one person for this aspect of the WordPress ecosystem, and I've lined up this person for this aspect and so on. So we'll be, we'll be cycling through those. So I'll have uh, multiple co-hosts. So nah, 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 nah. yeah, <laughs> no, it'll be good. And I, I bet I'll listen into some of that. Well, yes, um, I might well embargo you from listening because you know, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. Like I said, uh, it, it really has been uh, yeah. one of the only things that I've stuck to uh, in my entire life, and uh, I'm tearing up, David. I'm tearing up, um, and and it's been a pleasure. I do hope that we manage to continue talking. Um, yep. You know that we still have these regular exchanges, even if we're not recording them. We can actually say what we think then. it'll probably get very messy but um yeah it goes without saying if you've got any um you know any condolences for david uh if you want to drop him a message please do that on the wpbuilds.com website yeah search for this episode i don't know what number it'll be at that point but search for the episode number and leave him a message there and you know um it'd be nice to uh Nice to think that at some point, at some distant part in, in you know, in a galaxy far, far away, we'd uh, we'd do another episode. But yeah, no, uh, we might do something uh, at some point. But yeah, I mean, thank you. Uh, really, honestly, thank you for anybody who has tolerated listening to me over any of these years. Um, because I don't know why you do that, but uh, but it's <laughs> but I'm thankful, and no one's no one's ever been nasty to me about doing this show well not to my no they really have actually i've just um i've uh (laughs) i've i've prevented the those messages getting to you the comments honestly david sometimes i have to delete them and they they terrify no of course not no an absolute pleasure we probably could go on for the next 45 minutes just trying to say finally it's like you put the phone down no i know you put the phone no you put the phone down so we'll knock it on the head there that has been david wormsley and i hope that you've enjoyed the ride Take it easy, mate. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. As I said at the top of the show, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to David week in, week out for seven years. Like I said, we've never fallen out. We've never so much as grumbled with each other. We've always had a very amicable relationship. He's done loads of the heavy lifting, making this podcast happen. I am eternally grateful to him. What's in store for the WP Builds podcast without David? Well, you'll have to wait and see, but we have plans afoot. 
for 2024. It's going to be new. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be more people involved. So stay tuned for that. And as for David and I, well, again, stay tuned in 2024. Maybe something new and interesting will be dropping there. But sincere, heartfelt thanks from the bottom of my heart to David Wormsley for all that he's done for WP Builds. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Omnisend. Omnisend, the top-rated email and SMS marketing platform for WordPress. More than 100,000 merchants use Omnisend every day to grow their audience and sales. Ready to start building campaigns that really sell? Find out more at www.omnisend.com. And by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. And we do thank GoDaddy Pro and Omnisend for their support of the WP Builds podcast. We will be back later in the week. We've got loads of shows lined up. You can find out more at wpbuilds.com forward slash schedule. Go there and put some of those events into your calendar. Hopefully we'll see you. Hopefully you'll join in on our live page and give us some commentary. But stay safe. We'll be back next week with an interview. No more, David. Bye-bye for now.